if one of us is a chat, I ain't you. Hello and welcome to episode number 75 of Unrelenting. We have not yet relented. I'm Darren. He's Gene. And uh, it was a rainy day. You said what now? 25 more to go. Is that That's it. We hit the 100 and we're done. Well, it, you know, that, that was the bet, wasn't it? Was it that we could actually stand each other for 100 <laughs> episodes? <laughs> like, no, no. What's the over? What's the under? Uh. They will ask Bimbros. We have at least one fan. There are people that are still on uh, No Agenda Social. Like, oh, wait, Grumpy Old Ben's came back, and it's like, uh, yeah, like 13 months ago now. Uh-huh. I guess we're not good at marketing any of these shows. And by we, you're referring to you? Well, I mean, I wouldn't expect you to market Grumpy Old Ben's, but this one, maybe. I mean, you're, you're on the marketing team here. I aren't retweet you? the tweets on Twitter. We reach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is going. That is giving it 110% right there. <laughs> it's giving it 100 people. <laughs> that, well, that's true because you had, had uh-huh. a very slow start. I mean, of course, you haven't been kicked off Twitter yet, but that'll happen. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm slow posting there, dude. It's probably one day. You're much less chance to get knocked off then ironically i can i can actually post a lot more because i'm a paid person everybody who's not paid is really bitching right now you 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 heard about the uh yeah the limiting it's a very weird concept i get you can only read 600 tweets yeah i get limiting people's posting ability i don't know if i understand limiting the reading i mean i understand no, no, no. i'm i'm the right there with them man I, I'm, I'm a big believer in blocking people. Well, it's the data scraping bit that it is getting Elon all mm-hmm. butthurt. I believe that Elon's like, you know what? I got this big thing. I paid billions of dollars for. There's a lot of data that people want. Mm-hmm. We'll pay if you want to scrape it. Don't Hell yeah. take it all for free, which I'm always intrigued when you run. I mean, most things still don't limit when you hit on them. Meaning I've, you know, you go to a website and if they have a bunch of audio or video or whatever it is, most of the time, if you have a, a way to scrape all of that data, the website doesn't care. It'll just let you do it at whatever speed it can. It doesn't go, huh? Let's see. You've downloaded 18 hours of video in the last 20 minutes. That seems yeah, exactly. That seems a little weird. Mm-hmm. but elon's going hey wait a minute we need to limit this at the very least but i think that's a big negative for actual you because there's there's a limit you could put on it that would make a little bit more sense and because it's like how long does it take somebody to read 600 posts like five seconds on twitter no a little more, more. And it's like, what counts no, as you, reading? I, if I, I look, just, if you're actually past- reading it, if you're not a computer scanning the shit, if you're actually reading it, you're not going to read more than one post a second. So 600 in, uh, the, and what is the 10 minutes in 10 minutes? Yeah. And that's but per that's, day that it's giving you, right? Right. 10 minutes a day for free. But that's, <laughs> that's a lot of 
I mean, that's an intense 10 minutes. That's work. Yeah. That's uh, a little bit bizarre. That's all I'll say. I, I don't know, dude. I think this is exactly what should have happened. He's right on the right track. And I think it's going to do two things. One, it'll probably double the number of people that pay. Oh, it is going to encourage paid people who are like, I, I need uh-huh. this. Because there are some people that are like, and but my favorite in, before you go on. And go ahead, I, go ahead. My favorite was people like, but I use it for business. It's like, well, then pay, asshole. Yeah, exactly. You have no, <laughs> no nothing to bitch about in that regard. If you use it but for yeah. business, you can afford the eight bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. And or actually the business, I think, is 50. Uh, but, uh, the other thing it's going to do is going to cut down on, on stupid crap, just junk posts. Well, it's not going to stop people who have paid from posting whatever they want. No, but you realize that there's, it's like 5% paid 95% free accounts on there. That's what you're saying. A lot of people are going to think twice about who they are subscribing to. No, they're going to stop using Twitter, which is what we want, which is what Elon wanted from the beginning. What I want. Hell yeah. Does he have a, something to bring everybody over to once this all crashes and burns or uh, what is the end yeah, game for X. putting the money com. in? This is it. It's talked about it. It's X.com. But I thought Twitter was now X.com or is that going to be something totally different soon? Twitter is the, the X.com beta. And, and it's got very little of the features yet. Everybody will have to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think free accounts will be for like 30 days. Which isn't a horrible idea. Yeah. Although it's done, <clears throat> excuse me, in the, uh, the, the bad side of this will be depending on how they allow people to pay. If you force somebody to use a credit card and have their actual name, well, then that's a different thing. I don't mind paying. I don't like the we must identify everybody. I think they're going to start requiring a, a photo of your driver's license. Which is going to uh, knock down the amount of people using it by about, uh, well, everybody. No, not at all. You think this will I actually think, encourage? So do you think this will actually mm-hmm. weed through all yep. of the scammers, all of the bots, and yep. just leave real people? It'll, it'll get rid of an awful lot of the bots and an awful lot of the people that have nothing good to say because they're using aliases. Absolutely. I think that uh, this is... Look, this is the typical scenario. And I, I say this as somebody who ran bulletin boards in the eighties. Oh yeah. This, this shit has not changed because people's personalities have not. We all think, oh, it's great to have anonymity and not have to have anything traceable back to you. Here's the problem with that. There's a certain percentage of the population and it's not a small percentage. It's not like 1%. It's a significant percentage of the population given the unbound uh, ability to not be tied back to your actual person, they revert into complete assholes. Uh, look at any chat in any video game. Right. Right. Well, any, any chat at all. Yeah. But if you want to take conversations on Twitter seriously, as some small percentage of Twitter users do, because they're there for <clears throat> news and communication. And that's the group that pays. And that's the group that Elon wants to focus on. It's not people that are just shit posting. And I think for a long time, the problem with Twitter is it's been two large groups. One liberal elites who've had check marks 
and two shit posters. And then everybody else is a smaller group below that. And uh, this is why everybody said Elon way overpaid for it because you're buying something with a bunch of free accounts with check marks and a bunch of uh, shit posters. Why would you pay money for that? So uh, I think his goal is to change it from that to more of uh, like, you know, I use Signal all the time with most of my friends. The communication is through Signal. And with me. And and with people that are acquaintances <laughs> that are not really friends. Yes. <laughs> and uh, there, there's no reason that Twitter wouldn't want to be replacing Signal. And they'd like to replace PayPal. Well, well, especially the PayPal. Because mm-hmm. there's more money in money. I know that's hard There to is believe. more money in money, but if you become the de facto platform that's used, it's really what, what Facebook, I think, had for a long time is people got on Facebook just to look up friends and other people and then ended up getting stuck on there because that's where most of the communication was happening through. And as somebody that has always not been, well, I mean, I've had a Facebook account, but I've never used it. Um, it's, it's people looked at you funny when you said, oh, I'm not on Facebook. You can't send me shit through Facebook. Like, no. well, why not? So that's what Musk wants to get Twitter to is that sort of ubiquitous. If you're an actual human being and not a shit poster anonymous type, then you will be able to communicate through Twitter. Now, in the uh, ultimate troll room available at trollroom.io, uh-huh. Cotton Gin wants to know, should the no agenda folks then start charging for IRC access? And I would say, as with any of this, the IRC chat at most given times I mean, right now it's a hundred and like 17 or something logged in during. Yeah, but it's 110 of those are shit posters. So, well, but the, there's a bar on what can be handled. Yeah, well, I mean, anonymously. Look, he can answer the question better because I'm a perma band from there. So I can't even use IRC, <laughs> but uh, somebody who is on IRC should be able to answer. Would you pay bucks a month to be able to log in there? And I think the answer is no. I would, would you think, pay eight bucks a month to log into No Agenda Social? I think some people would. Uh, no Agenda uh, Social. What percentage of people? What? Let, let me phrase it this way: <clears throat> of the people that follow us, what percentage do you think would still be on there? I would say maybe twenty to thirty percent. I'd say six. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I'd say a which little is more. generous because the typical answer is five. Well, I think in this case. Most people enjoy being a part of that community and understand that there are no ads and that the guy that's running it mm-hmm. is not making money. I think everybody right. understands that when you go to free Twitter, free mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever, you're being inundated by ads or you have to use massive ad blocking. And then if you use massive ad blocking, it's more and more common to ad get blocking the, is theft. Uh-huh. Well, there's mm-hmm. you get that pop up that tells you that. And well, please. Yep disable your ad blocker and then some won't let Mm -hmm. you do anything on the site unless you do that and i think the people that understand go okay i'll I'll pay a fair price for i mean for the people that use it daily i think asking for five bucks a month or so would not be out of the question 
Now, I think if it was like 20, 30, 40 bucks a month, everybody's gone. But I think if you keep I, it Here's in a what I think. Too, so it, two things, right? One is a lot of the people that use No Agenda Social are people that donate to the show No Agenda. And I think a lot of them would be pissed off if they would see it as double dipping. If they're donating to a show that but they know it's not the show running it. That's the difference. But it's based around the show. And, and I don't think most people know it's not the show running. I think that that's just a few of us know that it's actually a volunteer project completely unrelated to the show other than the name. It's mentioned a lot by the Podfather, but I agree most people do not pick up on everything and mm. If you're not completely paying attention, you're like, I don't know. I keep he keeps talking about this Ariner guy. I don't know what he does mm-hmm. while you're typing. Well, there's a lot no of people that he mentions that nobody knows what they do. There's like Sir Gene. He's always there's, like this Sir Gene, this guy he knows, and people are like, What the hell is he doing? Yeah, exactly. Well, and and uh Void Zero. Uh-huh. The magic and, man in the, the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, and some kind of rock father, something or other. I right. like I've never heard of these people. I don't know who they are, I don't know where they live. That's that anonymity is good. See, yeah, it's good for not making money. Absolutely, yes. It's well, it's the way. Uh, except for our buddy Dale, he he came in again today, I and mean, we're kind of just doing the show for Dale in Australia yeah. at this point. And the rest of you are just guests listening to a private podcast for one person. Yes, you're guests of Dale. So I mean, ball, you can go through and um, make sure it's mm-hmm. okay with him. But it'll be exactly. interesting. I mean, I think that. Uh, I think something had to be done with the Twitters to make it usable. I'm not sure. I keep seeing the limit for people that are paying the, for mm-hmm. how much they can post getting mm-hmm. as far as like how long the messages can be. Mm-hmm. That keeps getting longer. And I think that is mm-hmm. the exact wrong way to go. Because this isn't but meant to be a micro shows blogging the first site. sentence. It only shows the first sentence until you click on it. I guess that kind of makes sense. Well, then you have to get really good at uh, SEO to give that first. Yes, sentence. yes, 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 indeed. Because otherwise it's like, uh, why would I click? And on you, what's going to happen is every Twitter message will look like a YouTube short because the first sentence will always be this person figured out how to solve the biggest problem in the world. Right. <laughs> and then it's how to get That's people to it. open up the Twitter post. It says nothing about what's actually in there. As you click on the show me more, it's like I uh learned how to get people to click that thing you just clicked and you see, I just did it to you. There is a guy that does uh, these videos um, on YouTube about uh, how movies get sold to studios. I I wish I could remember the actual brand of his uh, YouTube channel, but it's uh, it's basically a one man thing. So he plays both parts. He, he, you know, he's talking to himself in there, but it's basically a Hollywood person like selling, pitching a movie to a Hollywood exec. And he does this for all the currently released movies. And of course, it's super funny because he, you know, he highlights all the, the, the problems with the movie in the pitch. Um, it, I, Normally, I would say, well, somebody in the troll room would know, but I, I, I nobody knows it. what you're talking about. As nobody always. knows what the hell I'm talking about now. Well, often people do, but it's Ryan something. Um, God, I wish I remember his name, but uh, it'll come to me or I'll look it up. It's one, good comedy. One or the other. Our buddy uh, Larry that normally I do a show with on Mondays. We're doing a Monday show because we didn't we weren't here on uh, Friday. Yeah, 
yeah yeah he uh, at one point guy. he sold a treatment to uh mm-hmm. cbs i don't know if it was made or if he just sold it to him mm-hmm. but you know either way you get paid whether well, they, that's a good thing yeah whether they yeah. make it or not did he get paid i believe so and he's no, published books i mean he's the most powerful and popular and uh, successful is probably the word i'm looking for podcaster so uh well, that nobody can hear because he's below hearing range. Definitely there. He got the hell out of commie California. That's why we. W- oh, good. Good. I'm. Yeah. Just as long as he didn't come to Texas. No, I don't think he He may be stopping in <laughs> Texas, but he's not residing in Texas. Have. He is not. Everybody residing else has come to Texas. And um, but for Friday, we had the, uh, the guy here doing the work and that by Saturday was finished. The new air conditioner is working. So now I could be cool for the rest of the summer. Which yeah, is nice. so that was the issue. Yes. And he okay. told, originally told me, well, I'll come out on like Friday afternoon to do the, the mainly the de-hooking of the unhooking of the current unit. Okay. And then they were going to come and put the new unit in on Saturday. And then when I talked to him on uh, Thursday night, he's like, yeah, I'll come out tomorrow. I'm like, okay, what time in the afternoon? He's like, well, I was thinking like between 10 and 12. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay. Could you not have said, how about you come out a different time? Well, he's a friend and doing it for a good price. And, uh, oh, so, oh, okay. So you're using non-union, non-contract labor. I see. He is retired. Correct. He is non-union. Correct. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is also very helpful when Be you want to get a better price. Somebody might show up at your house. <laughs> I mean, union member. I know you're in Chicago. Yeah, well, we're, we're, in, we're in, in Will Chicago. County. We're not in Crook County. So we're just okay, off every over time that it's convenient. You're not in Chicago. I always every say just outside. Meant, man. Oh, I'm in Chicago. Just outside mm-hmm. of Chirac. Oh, my God. Did they get some? I'm telling you, Mother Nature, obviously not a NASCAR in Chicago fan because the rain was biblical. This really? weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. It cut both races short, which. You know, they can race in the rain, but they won't race when they're standing water. Yeah. So and there was standing water in, in the Chi Town. This is the first time in my life. And granted, there's a lot of times I'm just not paying attention, but this is the first time that I ever remember hearing that two of the expressways going in and out of Chicago were closed due to flooding. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you got either you weren't getting downtown or if you were already downtown, you weren't getting out. Because they shut the express. There was like over three inches of rain in a day or something that came down. They had to like mm. change the uh, flow of the Chicago River rather than going into Lake Michigan. They like divert it somehow. There is wow. uh, some crazy stuff going on. And the, the, I don't even understand. NASCAR is going to have to be given some refunds for the Saturday race because, Ooh. you know, baseball is like, you know, one of those things. Were on they t- not uh, no refunds? I don't know, because here's the thing, like when baseball you, uh, on your ticket, it tells you that it's a, an official game, you know, once they hit what, five and a half innings. Well, mm. NASCAR's thing is always bad and they're an official race if they hit 50%. So if you hit 50% of the advertised distance and then there's weather and they can't finish it, oh, it has to at least be 50% to be an official race. They did not hit 50% on the Saturday race. Oh, somebody's going to lose their job over this. Uh-huh. A lot of people in Chicago. Wow. It was uh it was an entertaining race otherwise, if, although they only ran seventy-five percent of the race on uh Sunday because of a late start, which the weather was gonna make this not an issue anyway. But with that mm. said, their start time off the bat, 
the scheduled start time was like four a uh, four p.m. and I'm like, that's a little late for um, mm-hmm. when you're when you're racing darkness. That's a little bit late. So how long did they go? How many hours? They went until it got dark. They went until a little after eight. They went seventy five laps out of the hundred they were supposed to run on the mm-hmm. the main race yesterday. In a, in a Kiwi one, Shane uh, Van Gisert, he's a big name. Um, Van Gisert? Yes, pretty big. Everybody knows good old Shane Van Der, uh, um, I'm sorry, Shane Van Ginsbergen. <laughs> I want to be clear. I mean, I mean, he's a Kiwi. I don't know. I mean, That's maybe Dale from Down Under, he may be a fan. This guy is Von a big. Ginsbergen. Uh-huh. Van Gisbergen. They call him the Giz, which I'm like, okay, that's a little, very okay. close to Jizz, but. In in Kiwi land, I guess that's cool. And this is the first time in 60 years that somebody running in their very first NASCAR Cup Series race won their very first race. It's the first time in 60 years. This guy gets so in the he's car. the only guy that, that knew how to drive on what pavement. Yeah, well, because that's what is, you know, he's a supercar racer. So he is very used to running in the rain. In, uh, yeah. What in, the hell is a supercar? It's uh it's, I guess it's a car that's super. I mean, the big, it's an enclosed <laughs> stock car, but with the big wing on the back. Uh, oh, right, right, right. So it's not NASCAR at all, but it's more popular in, uh, in the, mm-hmm. the European area. They're a little more civilized than uh, than the NASCAR folk. I well, guess. you imagine doing uh, the uh, Formula One in the rain? No. That's... <laughs> Well, I forget the driver's name, but the three one, seconds after a start, uh-huh. every car is crashed. Like I just crashed this in practice this week and like went airborne before the mm-hmm. car started flipping. It's like the, <laughs> those guys are crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those well, their guys tires are, are totally bald. Like they're meant to stick to the pavement. So, yeah, well, that's that what doesn't the, work on rain. That's what the NASCAR one normally does. That's why it's yeah. a very interesting thing because everybody started on the rain tires and then the question was when do you go mm-hmm. to the slicks because the slicks are a lot faster but if the mm-hmm. slicks if you go through a puddle i mean you might have a yep. problem you'd be sideways yeah yeah uh-huh. so it'll be interesting to see how much money if anything this brought in for the city of chicago um there were a lot of people that were angered about this including somebody that ran a bookstore like right off the Mm-hmm. the track the layout shutting down yeah yeah that you know they didn't have to shut down but oh we were worried for our customers mm-hmm. and i guess the building they're in they're like well this is the original glass in the window from like the 1800s or 19 it was like over 100 years old or something and they mm-hmm. were worried mm-hmm. that the you know the vibrations from these cars going by might which i think would be hilarious i mean nascar would pay that would foot the bill it would never get your original glass back but i just think that would have yeah. been great for a commercial is these cars zooming down michigan avenue and watching the windows blowing out at the uh at the uh, street level i mean the lawyers oh, yeah. do it anyway so why not well, there's a limited amount of time for this anyway because before too long the cars won't be making much noise because they're all be electric right instead of the big impressive engine noise you hear oh what was that a mosquito no no it was a car yeah, the sound is one of the more amazing things of these stock cars. And the speeds are pretty impressive, too. But it's the noise those things make. And, of course, Speaking noise. Of Tesla. No, you want to do a Tesla racing series? Well, no, I think that'd be kind of cool. It's, it'd be fun to watch. Uh, I think that uh, here's what would be interesting about that is there's a, a nonlinear graph 
that represents the relationship between distance and speed. Right? Because you're working off a battery. Correct. And so the question is going to be, the people that will win the race will have to find the right speed, which is not the maximum speed that your car goes, that balances being faster than other people while still being able to finish the race. Right. Because if you can go a hundred miles an hour and I think a hundred miles total race distance would have to be about right. Cause otherwise the cars would be going way too slow. If you want to get 300 miles, you're going to be going like 60. I think it'd be great so, if they went like three miles an hour and this was riveting well, television. No, that's no, but it'd be like 60 to go, you know, 300. So to go a hundred, you could go 110. So 110, 120 miles an hour for a hundred miles. So it'd be a nice, quick, like two hour, hour and a half, maybe even broadcast. But some of the cars that will go faster at the beginning will run out of juice. Now, how exciting. I think that'll actually be way more exciting than watching normal NASCAR. Watching cars that have been leading the race all of a sudden run out of electricity well this is already kind of what happens on road courses because they play that game of fuel mileage and Mm -hmm. that happens quite Mm -hmm. a bit you know i mean and there's and there's nothing which will fuck up the whole the whole entirety of the uh, field's day than a restart when somebody runs out of fuel in the middle of the pack if you're going around a big round track like indianapolis it's not that hard to calculate how much fuel is left and when you need to pit and the uh, the data that they're getting from these cars is amazing now. Yo, everything, yeah, absolutely. There was only one time where they went into a blind corner, which all of them pretty much were on the Chicago street course, where somebody spun out, and then you know, of course, it's like a funnel, and the funnel got clogged, and then every car coming in hitting the corner, like whoop, everybody stop. Mm-hmm. Of course, the fans enjoyed that part. I don't know yeah, if the driver. I mean, it was one of those things. If you looked at it. As an outlier, it's only one race out of the year, and it's the only one that they've ever run as a sport. And it'll probably be the one everybody, all the drivers complain about, so it'll never happen again. It's it's going to go one way or the other. There was a lot of that leading up to it. Afterwards, the drivers seemed to have mellowed, and like we enjoyed the whole experience overall, and mm-hmm. that it wasn't as bad. I think a lot of people thought there was going to be no chances to pass at all, that it was going to be horrible racing and maybe the mm. rain helped that. Maybe the <laughs> the conditions made it so these guys, uh, the amount of cars that went head on into a tire barrier, got stuck, were pulled out and then continued uh-huh. on was uh-huh. amazing. I'm like, damn, I wish I had really? that for the expressway where I could just ram my car into a barrier <laughs> and be like, oh, I'm fine. Just pull me yeah. out. I'll go on my way. No damage. Well, if you had a full frame in your car, you probably could. True. These cars are a little bit more sturdy than the ones you're driving down the street. Well, our cars are meant to absorb impact and deform. Well, so are these because they're traveling at such a high rate, but these the, the impacts weren't enough to do it. So that's the, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, the beauty of it. The tire yeah, barriers, they- that's something that have been around in racing for years and years and years, and you rarely, you know, only see it now on street courses you really don't even yeah. see it on the road courses it's uh and it does so much less damage because it's like a big bumper you know it's like it you're a pinball a bumper, yeah mm-hmm. i guess yeah, it makes it a little easier rubber uh-huh and that was great because the first time the tires were hit the amount of water that went flying up in the air because these things are obviously getting filled up from oh, sitting right. there 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now, that's pretty cool. That's a cool effect. If you could do that every so time somebody hits, you enjoyed the bumper car action. Uh huh. I mean, that's really what you had to look at going into this race. Was mm-hmm. it's going to be an oddity? Let's see what happens. I know some people were upset that an you know an outlier came in and and won the race. I thought it was perfection, really, for the guy to come in from another racing series and just be like, "I'll show you how to do it." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't even close, and they were showing cool. him. And he was doing the old school thing where the NASCAR drivers with these new cars, you don't even have to use the clutch when you shift. This guy mm. was still using both feet, heel toeing it, using moving both feet around like he was dancing. And man, he flew past everybody. Mm. I mean, I think he was like 18th when the last restart was in the race. And he just drove past everybody because he was that good. I think there's a certainly an ease that comes with not having the clutch, but the clutch does more than just simply allow you to change gear. Uh, it actually lets you um, change the engine revs uh, without changing speed. Yeah, which can make it easier for the car to handle. Can make it well. You can place more. You can get if you know what you're doing, right? You can put more power into the car than you should be able to at any given time. So you're, you, you can use the clutch to not pressing it all the way down, but just slightly ease into the clutch, rev the engine, drop the clutch and give the car a a boost out of a turn that you would be unable to do if you were running an automatic transmission. Right. And I think there's a big bit of just timing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and and I say this as somebody, uh, you know, I haven't driven a car with a manual transmission. Uh, well, actually, I did have one about mm, ten years ago, twelve years ago, when I moved to Austin. I had a car with manual transmission, but that was a that was as as Adam kind of called it, my joke car. I had a, <laughs> a Fiat five hundred convertible, and that that was a manual transmission. And you never ran that into a tire barrier. Uh, amazingly no i i don't know if i ever ran it faster than 65 miles an hour oh it was was one of those with a little scary to get it up higher no it just had a one liter engine oh so it just looked good well most people would disagree with that statement <laughs> is that why you got rid of it? i just thought it was cute as hell i just i i really thought it was a very cute little car i remember seeing those in italy when i was a kid and it's just a it's a really it was a nostalgia purchase. <laughs> As most cars are for most people, Gene. Uh, are they? No. No. That one was. That one was. But then, I, you know, a few years later, I got the, a similar looking car, which was the, the 500E, which was the full electric Fiat, uh, which was the same body style, but no engine motor. And a lot of people are confused that we're doing this show today. It's like uh, Larry's traveling. So we there always is no do this planet. They really confused about this. You're like, this, wait, it's Monday morning. We always don't know. No, don't confuse people, your, people. your memory serves you wrong. It's the Mandela effect. Uh-huh. It is the, definitely the Mandela effect. But this is why, I mean, this is the negative Next part thing, about people are going to, are going to start saying we don't do two shows a week. Right. Like since they're like, well, of course we since do. When we always do two shows a week. I mean, it's hard to give, just even get everything in. And yet we still barely get donations. I know. It's one of those things. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Well, 
Maybe the second Monday works better. I think I think having the uh, the set time is a big detriment for podcasters. Having that, oh, we got to do it at this time on this day. Absolutely, I agree. Like to be a little more fluid, mm-hmm. a little more like, hey, when the when the mood hits, you do it. Yeah, that's why I haven't done Surgeon Speaks in three months. Well, see, the mood has not hit you. No, it will at some point, and that's why I'm still paying for the hosting. Well, you got to because uh, you got to keep the old shows up there. Uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do that. I mean, podcasting is one of those interesting things. I was thinking about this the other day because mm. most people treat, and there are outliers that will go back and try to catch up from the beginning. But for most mm-hmm. people, a podcast is like uh, talk radio. Meaning, mm-hmm. if the show is more than like two days old, they're like, "eh, mm-hmm. why would yeah, I listen I to that?" Yeah. But for other things, you know, if if you start writing and you start pumping out fiction books, uh-huh. well, you could be like 10 books in and it's okay because if somebody discovers you're writing 10 books in, they're going to be like, oh, what else has this guy done? And they're probably going to go true. back and read the other books. Well, and ironically, this podcast, you can go back to any point in time because there's not really any topics and it's not really timely. There are no topics. We will never mention anything going on in the world at all. Well, if we do, it doesn't, it, you know, it could be still going on six months later or a year later or five years later. I mean like the uh, Ukrainian debacle? Yeah. Wasn't that funny how that whole thing just got wrapped up in a nice bow and people forgot about it already? Nobody talks about it. It seems still like it's nope. still going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the. Uh, oh, I found that, that, that video I was talking about. It's called Pitch Meeting. She-Hulk. Yeah, well, that's one of them. I just sent you a sample. But so he does these pitch meetings, which is like pitching movies that are out in theaters. There's probably a thousand of these now that he's done. And uh, it's it's a comedic view of how that movie was pitched to the studio. Really highlighting all the deficiencies, of course. Well, of course, when you pitch it you don't mention the bad stuff. That's why well, this is but comedy. The, but it's comedy because the bad stuff is, is brought up as pluses. Oh, as benefits. Right. So it's like, Hey, we, we, we do not talk about anything on this show. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. like, that's a selling point. That is a selling point. Yeah. But I have to ask you, we really, we didn't talk about the, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. The Russian rebellion. What happened with, uh, nothing right but it's the story that's being told is like oh my god this is signaling the end of putin's power yeah Yeah, totally his top oligarchs are turning against him so progosian's been bitching about not getting money in a timely fashion for months oh so this is about some getting your pay yeah like for a long time he's been bitching about this and well, you could say, well, he's looked down for his men. He's mostly looking out for his own wallet. Um, and I think that finally he was bitching enough, loudly enough, that MI6 said, hey, um, you know, we've got a billion that is earmarked for uh, uh, for somebody else in Ukraine on the other side of the conflict from you guys. But if you were to say, I don't know, say decide to make a big show of switching sides Ooh. maybe you could have that billion dollars this was and a little I, pay for and play? i say billion because i heard the number billion brought up a lot 
And so I don't think that's just random number. I think that's there was an actual offer for a billion dollars for him to flip. Um, and uh, you know he's a mercenary. If so, of course he's going to do that. And wait, mercenaries up, do things for money since when? I uh, know, right? Uh-huh. And my understanding is that, um, so he took the money and was, went, ha ha, no thanks. Well, no, he didn't get around, but, but that there was, there was, uh, conversations with Russia and basically they said, look, here's the deal. Uh, this is not making us look particularly good. So you're done. You are not going to be working for us anymore. However, um, We'll we'll let you uh, leave Russia and never come back and keep your life. And so essentially, that's what happened. Uh, so he's in um, in Belarus now, which is still a uh, country that is happy to be helping. Well, yeah, they speak Russian, <laughs> right? They're they're yeah. on Vlad's side. Yeah, yeah, they've got their own dictator out there. So uh, the, the Bergosian guy shouldn't be looking over his shoulder. This was all just an uh I've I've heard a lot of people say that he probably has less than a year left. He'll have a cancer or something, you know, something natural that happens to him within the year. He will have accident. He will have accident. Yeah. Major accident. <laughs> exactly. Uh but yeah, it it seemed like it was a it was definitely one of these things that depending on which side you're on, you can say, well, we were playing 4d chess. Yes, but we were playing 5d chess. No, but we were playing 6d chess. Yeah. Everyone's going to pretend like they were doing all of this on purpose and that the end result was exactly what they expected and what they wanted. I think realistically, uh, Prigozhin just kind of got fed up with what's happening. There was, you know, his, his mercenaries are, are, made up predominantly of prisoners um from uh you know prison and (laughs) where they're usually coming from yes well sometimes the gulag but that's not really a thing these days so uh, they're they're essentially conditionally released prisoners and they're not particularly liked by the regular army as you can imagine because uh, you can't trust people that have ended up in prison. And uh, so there was some disdain for them from the regular army. And, you know, one of the things you got to do as a mercenary is you got to have good PR, good marketing. So you got to really kind of inflate all your victories and uh, minimize all your defeats to make yourself look good. Well, yeah, if you want uh, to get the big bucks. Because you're constantly selling yourself as right. a mercenary. Unlike the regular army, which could do stupid shit. And then, ooh. So why so, didn't these mercenaries just turn to uh, Ukraine and be like, hey, how much? Or don't they? Well, first of all, the mercenaries are still Russian. They don't. I mean, you know. You'll do any. You'll do a lot for money, but you won't do that. Well, that's a good song. But uh, <laughs> I, well, that I was think, meatloaf. I won't. I'll do. A, I'll do anything I, for yes, love. Yes. I got to yes, do the guy who wore pants there entirely too tight. I'll do anything and made his voice like that. Love. Got to get the. Uh, I the I think job. the the best meatloaf is in Rocky Horror. I mean, I thought the best meatloaf was at a little Amish place in Sarasota, but I mean, I guess mm, to each okay. his own. Yeah, I guess. 
I don't know. I guess I just like the trannies or something. Uh, and when you go to an Amish restaurant, you what? Uh, I was thinking Rocky Horror Picture Show, but oh, sure. right, right. Amish restaurants. Why not? I think I saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show once and was like, you're kidding. Like, You've what? only seen it once. Yeah, I've never seen Idiocracy. There's a list of things. Jesus Christ. Well, Rocky Horror Picture Show is not something you watch on video. It's something that you experience in the theater full of crazy people. Yeah. That are usually drunk or high. Not even. <laughs> just, just crazy. Not, not, just. not really necessary. Uh, I saw it when I originally came out in a little art theater and uh, thought, this is crazy. How does this movie even get made? Who, who put the money up for this? And then watched as it turned into this like weekly Rocky Horror Picture Show performance thing where people watch the movie so many times that they learn the lyrics. Yeah, that was like me with the Blues Brothers when I was 10. Would you want to see that movie over and over? Yeah. And then when when it came out on video, Mm. one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, and you said, someday I'll move to Chicago. (laughs) No, I was like, I didn't quite made it. I've seen enough. That's it. Oh, someday you'll move to Joliet. Yeah. They finally closed that place down. Uh huh. I mean, Joliet's still not a great place, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's probably better than Chirac right now. That it probably, yeah. Yeah, it's just down the road here. I mean, I can be in Joliet in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Cool. We should do a remote from uh, Joliet Prison. Yeah, from Joliet. Exactly. I know they I mean, they do events there like once a year there is like a the blues prison? fest or something there so you can you can do stuff at the prison really uh-huh <laughs> that's cool Gene's like can I stay there though do you have any of the rooms left that yeah, I can they convert a prison to a hotel that'd be hilarious that would be awesome I mean who was shivved in this room come on I know right and then people are paying 200 bucks a night to stay there right for the crappiest bug infested mattresses and then you could have like a the cafeteria where you can get really crappy food you could trade cigarettes have you can't have bug infested that's not going to pass the health code true you just have to have like uh fake it can look bad but it can't actually be bad ah this is the secret right there that's what, well, yeah, all hotels are like that. To selling the, uh, to, to sell the experience though. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jeans, exactly. like, you could come out to Jeans Gulag for That's only right. $2,000 a night. We will uh, give you authentic Gulag experience. Authentic Gulag experience. Yes. Where you're going to be shoveling snow for eight hours a day. But you get a free uh, poncho with the, uh, <laughs> with the searching <laughs> logo on it. And yeah. they're still for sale on Amazon. Get your ponchos uh-huh. before I'm completely broke. <laughs> Get them while they're not very hot. Exactly. Hey, you know, people just don't realize they need them. I mean, I've got them, but I've never used yeah, them. Yeah, you do. No, but the point is you should have it in your car glove box. Everybody should have one in the car. Probably a couple of them in the And yeah, at least, at least a couple in each car, just in case. And if you're a, a hunter or a nature walker type, you should definitely have one in your backpack. Yeah, you do not want to get accidentally shot. Well, shot, yes. But I mean, in case, you know, it gets colder than what you're dressed for and you need that additional layer of warmth. And, and just you need a reflective surface to have people go, what the hell is that thing reflecting over there? Oh, maybe it's a person that broke their leg. 
Maybe we should shoot first and ask questions later. It's usually how hunting goes. Uh huh. Well, if you're with Was Dick that a deer, right? Was that a deer coming right at us. Looked like a deer. Uh huh. Did you watch that video of the deer? I think I posted on Nogin Social of a, a, a guy hunting deer with a camera. Yeah, you know, a lot of people use GoPros in their guns now. And he sees this this doe, and and it's clearly like a a year old, and still starts walking up to him comes up smells the gun and then comes up to the dude and he's petting it it's like what's it trying to do just ruin the whole hunting experience for the guy yes it's like we're nice we're furry little sweet creatures come on Uh uh-huh it's like oh look i'm a cute doe i'm just gonna my name's bambi by the way i'm just gonna walk (laughs) over here Hey, what is that? What is that big black stick? What does that smell like? Smells like death. What is that? <laughs> Smells like death. Just like the show. <laughs> Bring it on. Oh, hey. Oh. How you doing, everybody? Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's see what else is going on. Uh, I don't know. Not, not too much else. Been playing some, uh, Elite Dangerous lately. What is that? The video game. Well, I figured that, but oh. more, more it's specifically. It's a space, uh, spaceship video game. Oh, well, for you, that's a very big stretch. That's a stretch. I know, right? The spaceship video game. Should have guessed. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. over-under is always spaceship video it's game. pretty good for the over-under. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I used to play it years ago, and then I had a couple of friends that, uh, well, I say friends, but, you know, acquaintances that i've gotten back into it and so i kind of thought oh, it'd be fun to get back into that and take a little break from star citizen from the game that's an alpha that has taken all your money the game that yeah, yeah this one's been released for 10 years already now were Amazing. they smart and have a bunch of extra purchases in that one as well uh no no they they only sell uh paints for your spaceships so you can customized the way it looks but they don't sell the spaceship it's special spaceship paint well there's a lot of different colors and things and a lot of different styles and graphics like i've got spaceships with a snake painted on them if you have uh, if you don't get the right paint does it chip off what happens it does chip off but no it's not a matter of right paint that that is actually a very cool feature in this game that i wish more games had is that the the paint deteriorates over time so your ship looks more worn so you have to repaint it you do need to repaint it. Mm-hmm. and that's the only thing they sell so i'm guessing it looks good for like a day <laughs> no and you know once you buy it you own it forever you don't need to pay more to repaint your ship oh so uh, you own the paint and you can yeah, keep reapplying it yeah, yeah yeah exactly but but i love the look of a weathered spaceship you know if you look at the spacex rockets they fly them multiple times. They don't repaint them every time they fly it. And so you can tell right away when they're using a, um, a previously used stage one or stage two. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's neat to be able to see that, that kind of weathering effect. You're like, Hey, that's rocket one, four, six. Wow. Good. Let's see it going up again. Mm-hmm. Until it mm-hmm. explodes. Well, hopefully not. 
By the way, did you see this? The, well, you don't watch SpaceX launches, but they recently launched a satellite for ESA, which is going to be, uh, and it's an infrared telescope. I forget what the acronym for the satellite was, but it's the infrared uh, telescope from ESA, which is the European Space Agency. And um, it was launched on SpaceX, which Ooh. is crazy because Musk is killing it. Not only did he convince now, I don't know if you've heard this because you're not an electric car guy, but uh, all the competing plugs are going away in the U.S. Right. Every yeah. manufacturer is standardizing on the Tesla plug. I did see that, which is genius for, uh, again, Elon. Yep. Again, for Elon. Exactly. Uh, he's basically the main provider of spaceships for everybody now. <laughs> Only countries like China and uh, Russia use their own spaceships, but pretty much all the other countries put payloads on Musk's spaceships. Yeah, he's making a little bit of money. He is making some money. Exactly. And it looks like the progress is coming along nicely on the, the next uh, uh, update, I guess, to the rocket launch that I want to see down in uh, uh, South Padre. So another one will be going back. up soon. So, yeah, the next revision of Starship should be ready probably within, well, as early as maybe a month, but I'm thinking more like a couple of months. But here's what I want to know. Certainly in the summer. Especially with a uh, infrared telescope. Mm-hmm. Hearing more and more from both the European states and the United States, like, oh, we're going to have to do something to block out the sun for global warming. Right. We're going to have to release shit in the atmosphere. Yeah. To intentionally try to fuck with the nature, natural nature of things. Mm -hmm. Why is this okay when everything else that man does is bad for the environment? Who the fuck think this is a good idea? Well, that's because you're talking to science and science knows all. Uh huh. Who thinks this is a good idea that we're going to intentionally now try to mess with the climate? Mm hmm. It's so bad that man is having any effect on the climate whatsoever that our answer is to go have a huge impact on the climate. That sounds about right. Yep. Yep. Cotton gin says nobody with the brain thinks this is a good idea. I would agree. How farting is the problem. And the solution obviously is to block out the sun. Right. Yeah. We have too many cows that are farting methane into the air. So blocking out the sun. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense. Let's get that written up and done. Uh huh. It's like, this is uh, also why we went from, Oh, global warming to climate change. Cause it's not all warming. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's actually amazingly. It's cooling for about four months a year and it's warming for four months a year. And then the other eight months, it's kind of more or less the same, but we want to intentionally try to cool it now. Wait, that's too many months. <laughs> well, nobody was paying attention to that. Okay. She's like, well, yeah, we do this for four months, this for four months, this for eight 16 months. Month. Wait, did I just close where I'm from? Shit. Yeah, we just did a whole different calendar seasons. now. Uh huh. Whatever it's like on your planet, I don't know. But it's uh-huh. probably clo- It explains the beard. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you think that's a beard. Right. Uh-huh. 
That's just my chin. Uh huh. <laughs> it's a whole weird race of folk, let me tell you. <laughs> and there are a lot of them are in uh, Texas for some reason. I don't That's know right. why. There are. Uh huh. Keep Austin weird, and you certainly are. You're helping. You're helping with yeah. that. Yeah. And then, by the way, that that movie, Man in Black, that's totally fiction. Right. Nobody has a little pen that they can just wave in front of your face and make you forget everything. Nope. Does not exist. Wouldn't that be the greatest thing to have? (sighs) What? What? What were we talking about? What? How you doing, everybody? Yeah. Are we going to start? You ready? Blocking out the sun. Yes. What a great idea. Yeah. I think that's a cool idea. I mean, what do we need a sun for anyway? It's just extraneous. And it's like, how are you going to hang your, like trying to hang a, a big umbrella up in the atmosphere or something to block out the sun's rays. Mm-hmm. It's like one, whatever you put into the atmosphere, it's going to fall back down to earth unless it's up so high that it's then going to just float up into the ether. So mm-hmm. I don't understand how this is a, any kind of a good idea at all. And why all of a sudden there's multiple large factions, governments that are like, yeah this is good well i think they we've been doing cloud seeding for many years they do it in china they do it in the u.s they've been doing it for a long time they do it in russia they a lot of places they do cloud seeding but that's not what they're talking about here because the cloud seeding is trying to encourage moisture to uh to fall right or to create clouds to block out the sun sure i guess but it seems like well, that's that's the best way to block out the sun is it is that what they yeah. really want to do? Why don't you just yeah, build do you a big dome? They want, to do? they want to build a big dome over the cities. That'd be great. Uh, well, that could be cool. I mean, I always thought that, like, if you look at uh, what was that movie called? Um, Jim Carrey movie where he was being watched by cameras. Oh, the Truman Show. Yeah, I always thought that was really cool because you could control the weather, right? Well, right, because you're living on a set. Yeah, you're in big dome. Mm-hmm. So if everybody would just live in a dome, then we wouldn't have to worry what's going on outside of the dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Adam always says there's a, uh, you know, the rockets are bouncing off the uh, firmament. It's the government, man. I mean, we I looked because for everything else, Commonwealth there is Edison. No space. It's just the colored painting. Sure. That's all it is. Painting. <laughs> the electric provider here will give uh rebates and stuff for all sorts of things i mean i've made the comments multiple times about things like mm-hmm. air purifiers because well okay the mm-hmm. you know costco's got a 79 dollar air purifier Ooh. the comet will give you 50 dollars off if you buy it and mm. the replacement filters are 50 bucks so i can tell you yeah. what i'm gonna do buy i'm gonna filter yeah, when you, why, why ever buy a filter? Just keep throwing oh, out the unit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. It's, it's cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. And I also don't understand why you give rebates on things that are just there to then use more electricity. Because if I don't have any pure air purifiers in my home. Uh, you don't understand that? Let me explain that. They because want you when to you use, use electricity, electric. you pay for the rebate. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, this is true. Mm-hmm. But they no longer, as of July 1st, so I don't know how uh, how big my miss was here they don't do rebates on condenser air conditioners. They're only doing mm. them now on heat pumps. Oh my God. Heat pumps suck. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want a fucking heat pump. No, I want my house gonna, to be cool. You're going to be cold in the winter and hot in the summer. Uh-huh. That's the convenience of having the uh, heat pump. Uh-huh. 
it'll help yeah. a few degrees in each way but when you have heat like y'all do in texas and we have the same kind of heat in the summer yeah. just for a lot less oh, yeah and we have the cold in the winter that yeah like it just it's going to be very bad the more they push people into technology like oh for the sake of the planet it's like fuck the planet mm-hmm. nobody's ever actually proven these things are bad in the first mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. but no they want you to just go with heat pump so you can't get a uh no rebates on the air conditioner i'm like well what's you know this thing hopefully you know and hopefully i last 15 years but if the air conditioner lasts 15 years i'm thinking well what's going to be available you know in 15 years will they even allow you to buy new hvac unit it's going to be like when the incandescent bulbs you can buy a fan for your ceiling Uh uh-huh that's it you're going to be able to buy a fan congratulations yep Yep. welcome to third world there's no reason their air conditioners should only last 15 years no they make them because of that i mean that's they want you to buy new ones yeah but uh i know lennox has got a new um line of acs that are supposed to like last at least 30 as well they should i mean the technology is not high tech in any way shape or form also now that you bought one would you like to know what the markup is on on the air conditioners a decent amount uh yeah it's about 300 percent. which i can see which i know i got a good deal from this guy so Mm -hmm. uh, was one of the other reasons why it's like um no don't want to don't want to deal with uh a normal company and i knew mm-hmm. this guy had a couple of years ago did it for my parents he put a whole new unit in there and mm-hmm. he's a perfectionist which is also good and the guy that he brought along as his helper is the guy that his monday through friday job is training he's he works for the union and he mm-hmm. trains the people that want to go into hvac yep so i'm like well okay you should know what you're doing then <laughs> if you allegedly Not necessarily but yeah you know allegedly that would be the case you hope they know what they're doing and uh so far so good yeah the yeah. old one there was oh. just a little leak and then you put the new you put the goo back in and it worked fine and then after a couple of months the leak uh you know sh- you know i obviously mm. it's leaking the whole time through but finally got to be low enough where mm. the unit started freezing up and thus not cooling right irony but it's good. Yeah, well, it's, that was just in the wrong place, I guess. It'll happen. It'll happen. Well, and a lot of the stuff that was done in this house, because we did not build this house, we bought it. And uh, we've run into weird things that were most likely DIY projects from the previous homeowners. Mm-hmm. Like when our uh, kitchen sink, which we had that big ordeal on that, like last year around the holidays. Mm-hmm. The. Uh, plumbers that came out like went downstairs in the basement and they looked and they're like you almost have zero pitch on this line <laughs> you know it kind of goes down from the kitchen and then it goes from the uh, back of the house to the sewer which mm. is in the front of the house so that line from the kitchen sink runs the whole uh, length of the house and it's like barely a one percent grade you know i mean it's He's like, you really need to flush that out if you put mm. anything down the sink, because otherwise it's going to harden in the middle of that big, mm-hmm. long line. It's like not fun. But again, people that don't do the job right. That doesn't sound like a do do I do it yourself project, though. That sounds like a builder issue. 
I don't know. It all depends. You think they put their own damn line in the going from the. It looks like it's possible, kitchen? although I don't understand how it wouldn't have been there in the first yeah. place. Mm-hmm. But that's got to be the builder. You never know. You never know. It's a weird world. I guess. What else is going on? Well, now it's cool in here, so that's good. Yeah, you like it cool. I know that. Everybody loves the Monday morning unrelenting show. Yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great show. It's Been a great way to get your week going. That's right. Oh, my Apple Watch. Uh, oh, we, you're we off just, to a this, great start, it says. We found that Mondays work the best for us, so could be. I yeah. should just put all my podcasts in one day, and that way I would have the. I mean, I'm shocked you didn't, because frankly, the people that do multiple podcasts usually do it that way. Do them all in one day, because then they have the rest of the week off. Yeah, and then it's like you're not even working. Well, or doing your other things. Yes, we'll work out the schedule. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but the first guy to make a million dollars on podcasting—that's what he was doing. Well, he was the one that was uh, oh, totally front-loading everything. Yeah. Which is not a bad idea mm-hmm. if you can get away with it. And that was when podcasting you would see we do something totally different because most of the shows are broadcast slash streamed live. Yeah. Although we could lie about that as well. I mean, it's just a lot harder to then make snide comments to the people in the troll room if you're recording it like a week and three weeks, five weeks or I mean, we can kind of well. I think most people are not in the troll room. That's true. And most people are just assuming there is such a thing that we're not lying about it. <laughs> it's like, this is true. How do you know? It might not even be real. Don't. IRC. Who the hell uses IRC? This is clearly a made up bullshit thing. Yeah. They're like, they're talking about technology. That's like 40 years like old. When they were young, they were using IRC. Maybe right. nobody uses it today. That's like saying, oh, I, I, I went on Gopher and I grabbed some uh, video files. Right. Like, Can oh, you still yeah, do that? I'm sure you did, buddy. Yeah. Go on to gopher, buddy. Uh-huh. That was long before. I mean, that before the fact that we remember the first browser mm-hmm. is sad. You're like, what's this worldwide well, web? Part better of the than internet? that. Uh, a buddy of mine actually was one of the developers that wrote gopher. Damn. Yeah. Why was it called gopher? Was it just because of this college? Uh, because the mascot of the University of Minnesota are gophers. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like that's just how they chose it and you're going out and getting information so i guess it makes sense too yeah yeah it's yeah because you're gophering you're gophering it right mm-hmm. definitely exactly but yeah it was a uh it was basically a professor that was unhappy with the fact that that he had to have a bunch of stuff printed on paper to distribute at meetings for his department. And, uh, he thought, you know, this is ridiculous. This bureaucratic bullshit part of the job. I'm just going to put all, just give people access to these files that they can grab. And they're too stupid to do command line FTP. So let's make them something that's a little more graphic-y. And uh, recruited a couple of grad students to help on that project. That was how Gopher started. The way the internet grew out of nothing. Yeah. Into the cesspool that it is today. Yeah. Gopher predated uh, World Wide Web. I mean, and also we remember the time 
where video on the internet was not really a thing. No, yeah, it definitely was not a thing. When it started out, it was what, like 320 by 320 boxes at like one one, frame per second? It was 120 by 160. Oh, that's even worse. Like one frame per second? Uh, And not uh, at at like 256 colors. Yeah. It was all dithered. It was not good for people that wanted to watch baseball. Uh, It's not good for people. (laughs) It wasn't good for anything. The no, fact that no, they can do it, this now with the streaming video in uh, mm-hmm. high def and more is crazy. Uh, to me, the part that's the most amazing is getting hundreds of megabytes per second speed on a portable device that that is like a quarter inch thick and fits in your pocket. Yes. How? That's the crazy part to me is just. The advancement in wireless technology is just, I don't know. Everything else just doesn't seem quite as impressive to me as that. There is an important medical question in the troll room. We do not give medical advice, but uh, says, dude, totally rearranging my office and found a prescription bottle with an Adderall in it. It's more than a year old. Wonder if it's still good. Yeah. I mean, drugs don't Uh, go bad. What was the, it should have an expiration date if it's more than a year old. Uh, Check the expiration date. It doesn't go it, bad. It would lose effectiveness, it, possibly. Correct. That's correct. That's exactly what happens. Unless it's been warm. If you warm up most drugs, they lose efficacy very quickly. But uh, if it's been sitting at room temperature in an air-conditioned place, then it's probably just fine. So let's say, worst-case scenario, let's say a year ago was the expiration date. So when it was uh prescribed it was already at its last leg which would never happen like they would never give you from a pharmacy stuff that's on its last leg he said Um, it was literally right next to the ac vent which in the summer is great then 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 that's fine as long as it's it's in the winter too it's going to be cool coming from there as long as that isn't also the heat vent well okay fair enough if it's the heat vent then you might have a problem but yeah usually that's the worst thing that'll happen is just it'll be less potent He'll be like, dude, why aren't I getting nothing out of this? Yeah. But it's, that, it's not a good thing, though. I don't recommend people take Adderall. Well, it will change your personality. Well, what it'll do is it'll make you realize that you feel much better when you take it. And then it gets you addicted because you like that <clears throat> feeling. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about the physical addiction. I'm talking about the mental addiction. Like when you kind of like cocaine. So you always like, come I back know. to cocaine. I'm wondering now uh, <laughs> about all these st- stories that were allegedly out of Costa Rica and the Dominican. Uh, uh, Ixnay on the story A. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I look. I think it's undeniable that cocaine works. I'm not going to say it's good. I will say it works. But it's also undeniable that fat dudes die when they do coke. Okay, yes. So this fat dude ain't doing coke. Because your heart's like, uh, nope. Coke has been responsible for death of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. John Belushi. Yeah. Um, Dana, uh, what? The other guy? <laughs> oh, wow. The other, yeah, the other big guy. You know, <laughs> the big guy. I in a van down by the river. 
All of them. No, what, what are they? Uh, what are they? Let's list off the guys who died from coke. Comedians that have died from cocaine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's they're generally overweight. Um, well, Belushi, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then the other guy. Well, you should know them. Why? It's uh, what's his name? The the uh, the bears. Right, the bears. What was the guy's name? Big guy. Big guy. He was on SNL. Yeah, they're all on SNL. <laughs> this is true. If you're gonna be on if you're gonna be on SNL, you're, if you're 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 out of dying die. if you're on SNL are much higher. Um it was um what, what was, the hell was his name? I know. I can't I'm, Chris, I'm Chris Farley also. Farley. Well that was the that was his name, right? Yeah, yeah. Farley died from that. He was but the down also, by the river guy. But also the other guy. But the, the other um, the other fat dude. There's a lot uh, of John uh, Candy. Candy, fat dude, died from cocaine. Uh, you know, like you list off a fat comedian, he died from cocaine. That's Not Sam Kennison. He went head on into another car. While on cocaine. <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe. Correct. I thought he was sober by the time he died. but uh, Oh, he was sober. He was just on very, cocaine. very coked up. <laughs> That's a different story, yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's a dangerous thing. It's a day. It, it works, but it's dangerous. I miss Sam Kinison. He was a genius. I miss cocaine. I miss cocaine. There's a t-shirt in there. <laughs> There's a t-shirt. Which one? Sam Kinison one? I know. I think the, I miss cocaine with then the grumpy old Ben's or <laughs> no, I'm sorry, the unrelenting logo on it. Uh, uh-huh. Just uh, unrelenting. Oh, you can do a grumpy old Ben's one with that too. That's fine. True. I mean, we can. It's. It seems like something that could go across <laughs> it's shows. Yes, it's, it's a universal, universal. sentiment. Uh-huh. Are you doing right. any cocaine tomorrow on the Fourth of July or blowing stuff up? Blowing stuff up. I am not blowing stuff up. Fourth uh, of July is tomorrow. Yes. That would make today the third of July. For I those wonder listening. if I'm going to have garbage service tomorrow then, because I know I'm no, have it on not on the fourth. They're going to be like, nope. You don't think they're going to work on the fourth? Nope. Not even Mexicans. Nope. <laughs> wow. What? Wow. I was very. Well, my su- garbage service here is not run by Americans. I was very surprised. Run by the cartels. Ah, well then maybe they'll show up. <laughs> so I'm wondering. I'm I was wondering. very surprised that the wife was working today being that she now works for the village i guess you know they figured mm. third of july's no holiday why do you keep calling it the village that, that sounds very weird it's the village it's not a city it's a village of mokina uh-huh but if, does that mean that when you go down where she works it's village hall oh instead of city hall no it's village hall it's a village that's what the hell's the legal distinction i don't know what do you get by being a city instead of a village that you don't get as a village. I don't know. I mean, you're incorporated, I assume. Yeah. But we're a village. Not an unincorporated village. Village. It varies by a ge- geographic area and legal jurisdiction. Um, just for the administrative division at the local government level. Who said that? This is uh, Wikipedia, I'm guessing. Oh. So it's really... It's probably the history of Illinois being part of the Louisiana Purchase. And it's really a village and not a village. Village. That's what I always say. 
Village. What's going on? I, see, but I do it with the, the Russian. With the, I do it with the Russian accent. You know, the wife will come home and be like, yeah, uh, "What's going on at Village?" Oh my god, Villa, Everything good there, at Village? There's a uh, there's a Russian travel video chick that I've posted some videos of in No um, Social. Uh, who's a redhead, which is unusual, and. Uh, yeah, you know, I like travel shows in general, so um, always interesting to watch uh, hers. So she was in Australia uh, for a while now, for a couple of months, doing videos from there. But in one of the videos from Australia, it was hilarious because she was talking about her impressions as a Russian person of Australia. And she switches from her normal, slightly accented English to the stereotypical american movie hollywood russian accent nice so she's actually pretending to be like a russian person in the way that people are used to hearing russian accents from hollywood movies yeah it's a get to me i thought it was fucking hilarious i just about spit you know uh iced tea out of my mouth when i saw that because it it is so ridiculous but it's true it's it's that the actual russian accent that people that a Russian that learn English have is completely different from the fake Russian accent that people who don't speak Russian, but are pretending to play Russian characters in movies speak. Those are two different accents. So having her switch from one to the other was pretty damn funny. It's a part of the world you live in. Yeah. It's like the, it's the, you know, the Boris and Natasha accent from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Which everybody goes back to as well, because everybody's well familiar with that. If you grew up in a certain uh, time. I think we're dying off of the people that are familiar with Rocky and Bullwinkle. I think we're a dying breed. So, yeah, village, town, city, there's all sorts of different things. And I don't think there's a really good answer on what the difference is between uh, besides just this is what it was called. I keep waiting for Austin to be unincorporated. Just try to get away from all the big government. No, the big government doesn't like what Austin's doing, and the state is more than once threatened to take away Austin's city charter and Ooh. turn it into a uh, a territory of the state. So effectively, it would become just like Washington D.C. Oh, interesting! It would it would lose a mayor and like, city council. Fine. It would be an administrative zone of the state of Texas. I think that'd be the that'd be awesome if that happened. I would think it's hilarious. It would drive all these completely wacky California programs that we have in place out of here, which would be good because the the state government is very conservative, but the city government is a little left of California. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Kind of like like it's true for everybody that seems to do a podcast with you that you have to live in some kind of commie area. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Larry got out, man. We got to give it to him. That's true. He didn't move up. Well, where do you move to? Wait a minute. Hold on. Maybe you move to another one. He is uh, not settled quite yet, uh, but they're gone. He's a gypsy. He's he's now a gypsy. Kind of. I know there were a couple places he was hitting in the interim. He's making a nice, slow family vacation out of this, hitting some spots on the way towards the East Coast, but it's going to be somewhere towards the East Coast for a while. Well, East Coast isn't really not California either. Towards the East Coast. Coast is it towards the east coast oh okay so florida i um i don't think that far south i think that's a little for white irish guys like us it's a little too hot in florida in the summer 
as much as we like the freedom, I, I don't know. I couldn't stand Florida in, uh, when the heat was. I mean, I don't I like the heat Florida. here. That's a different heat. It's a, yeah, it's the kind of you'll go outside you know, and melt. Standing on the beach in Florida and 77 degrees and it's February feels pretty fucking nice. Oh, yeah. Now, when it's 116 in August. But here's the thing. Yeah. If you're near the water, it's never 116. Well, if you the live water on a boat, cools off everything. You don't even have to live in, live in a boat. You have to be within like a block of the water. Not on the, not even on the water itself, which is obviously better because it's a better view. And then but you as get long the as you're alligators. Within about a block, what's wrong with alligators? Nothing. If you want to okay. die. No, they make good pets. Nope. If I lived on the boat, I would totally have an alligator. The Don Johnson. Got to Elvis. (laughs) Got to have Elvis. That's right. Um, yeah. You're going out to your Elvis. You're going out to your local uh, Big Fourth of July parade tomorrow. No. The wife's like, "Oh, do you want to go on the uh, the village float?" Like, (sighs) fuck no. Uh, No. It's gonna be ninety-two degrees. No, I don't want to be outside. just not that thing. I I've had a client as a fire or as a I've had a fireworks company as a client. Um, so I got to watch their tests of fireworks. Way more interesting when you're sitting 25, 30 feet away. You don't want to be closer uh, than that. That's about as close as you want to get. It's a little scary when you get closer. Uh, well, it's a little loud too. Yeah, but uh, I've done that. You know, just watching nonstop fireworks going off right next to me for like an hour. I've flown in an airplane through fireworks. Wait, now that doesn't sound safe. I think that's the best view of fireworks, like from being right there, right next to them. Um, So as far as watching fireworks from the ground with a bunch of other sweaty people, just not interested anymore. No, I've never really been all that interested in. I don't understand the fireworks concept. Oh, I can explain that. People like to go, ooh, it's loud and colorful. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's a simulation of war. And this is entertaining to bring your kids to. Yeah, because you need to have your kids understand, if you don't want them to be soy boys, you need them to understand that it takes uh, risk and uh, courage to keep the country great. And if that doesn't happen, then. Uh, Everything goes to shit. Now, how were you in an airplane going through fireworks? That wouldn't seem to be uh, recommended. Well, I wasn't, I guess, in the firework explosion. I was next to the firework explosion. Okay. So you were far enough to the side or above. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. But I'm watching fireworks uh, around me. You know, it just, I'm not like flying through the firework explosion, I guess, but I'm flying right next to it. Sounds dangerous. Nah, it's totally safe. Get a little uh, hang glider, go out there. Well, pretty sure it was like a 737. Oh, well, that's a little bigger. I thought you were in like, you know, a Cessna, just circling around the firework. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's a real plane. Well, the real plane wasn't like lingering while the fireworks went off so you could enjoy them. Well, the real plane was landing, so it was moving really slow. And which is also why it was at the height of the fireworks because they're not that high. Uh, but it went right through the fireworks. So it was, it was perfect timing. 
couldn't have timed it better. I mean, I didn't realize they would do this on a uh, on an air pattern. Uh, like the plane's coming right in. Nope. Uh, I'm sure that there was somebody probably did the math and decided it was fine. Yeah, it's well as long as you're not in the plane, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. What's the but worst thing? Keep that in happen? mind that you know the plane's got to land, and if the wind changes, then the plane's got to change its path a little bit. This would make sense. And fireworks be damned. I have enjoyed a few videos on YouTube of planes landing and massive wind. Mm-hmm. Those are yeah. like, damn, you're you're earning your money as a pilot on those days. Yes, yes. When it's coming in at like a 15 degree angle, uh huh, and it only straightens out when it hits the runway, uh huh. It's like, yeah. how do you do that and not just roll the thing? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I know the computers are there for a lot. Uh, you're not doing that. I don't think I don't. Uh-uh. That's all hand flying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is pretty cool, but also keep in mind this when you're flying into a strong headwind, your ground speed is slower to have the same amount of lift. So it looks a lot more impressive because you're kind of well, floating. It's still impressive. I don't want to take away from the impressiveness factor, but uh, the plane is actually moving slower relative to the ground when it's landing in a strong headwind like that. That would make sense. Physics and all. Yeah. Right. So let's say that your, you know, your landing speed is a uh, 130 knots. Well, if you got a 30 knot wind coming at you, then really relative to the ground, you're landing at about a hundred knots. That adds up. So, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's all that shit. You got to use a computer or your brain, one or the other to calculate. For most people, I would recommend the computer. Yeah. But I don't know. I think if you're flying a small plane, you're, you're literally feeling what's happening to the wings. Like you're feeling the, uh, through, uh, the yoke, you're feeling what's actually what the plane's doing. I was just watching here. There was a, just a video of Shania Twain wiping out on stage. Ooh, she's like 60 now, isn't she? Yeah, it gotta be. Mm-hmm. She's older than us. And I mean, that's old. 57. Know, right? It says 57. That's pretty much 60. Yeah. That's uh, 57 is the new 60. She wears <laughs> much lower cut tops, though, than you and I do. That just seems. I would uh, hope so. Seems to be. Uh, so when she was married to a producer, right? Mutt Lang. Mm-hmm. The good old Mutt. Yeah. He was big with a lot of those hair bands. I'm going to send you a video to watch. Another one? And then comment on. Like it's during the show? A friend of. No, not during the show. After the show. This is a video a friend of mine did uh, that talks about the problem with video game companies. But the first part of the video talks about the history of music and the problem with music. And, uh, and he is a professional commercial musician who plays video games. Oh. And so um, he's really fucking good. I, I'm, I should have taken advantage when I had the opportunity to have him like do something music for me. 
Well, yeah, some professional theme music is good. Yeah, because, uh, um, well, he's he's really talented. He's a really good artist too, which just pisses me off when I see meet people that are multi talented in in creative things. Everything um, that you've tried, and you're like, well, you're better, and you're not even trying. Well, it it's not that I'm not good. It's just really hard work for me. You know what I mean? Like I can draw reasonably well, but it'll take me a long time and I'll redo it a bunch of times before it looks good. As opposed um, to somebody who just grabs a piece of paper and yeah, a pencil yeah, and is like, yeah, it, it, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I got into painting years ago and, and, uh, I got to a point where I was having a lot of fun with that and it was, uh, I think it looked decent, you know, decent enough. What were your um, subject matter? What were you doing? Uh, I was basically, I did a few of them. I, I did some portraits. Then I, I did, I, I'm pretty sure people have seen my self portrait on, on the agenda social as well that I painted of myself, but, uh, which would be a yeah, self portrait. It was, what was uh, your was medium a, medium of choice? Acrylic. Ooh. But it's either oil or acrylic and the oil is stinky and hard to work with. So you went with the so easier choice. What you went with the easier choice. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think acrylic is way easier and easier cleanup. <laughs> That's another big part of it. Uh, well, not if you but, have a, uh, intern. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, interns are, Hard to find the good ones. That's the whole thing with interns. You got to hire five to have one. That makes sense. So, um, I've had good luck with interns, but I've also had plenty of bad luck with interns. Um, I've had like, I'm actually my last company that I, that I ran the, uh, supplement company. Uh, I had really good luck with my low level hires. Like the, the people that I hired that were not senior folks are not only still working there, but uh, did a great job, got promotions, uh, really good workers. Well, that's the way it should be because they should want to come in and learn, not, oh boy, I know I got out of college, so I know what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do the job. Yeah, but it, but I'm what I mean is that the odds are stacked against you. So I'm I'm patting myself on the back for picking the good ones. Because most typical hires are not going to be very good. I could see that. No. So, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm uh, probably not going to be hiring anybody anytime soon here, but maybe by the end of the year, I'll have a need for some folks. Be ramping up. Getting some very more, slowly. Uh, getting some very more slowly. ponchos made. Yeah, exactly. Getting more, more books, ponchos made. more ponchos. What else? Working, well, mainly working with air conditioning companies right now. Really? How so? What? Mm-hmm. Working because with that's, it. That's air. who I'm client. That's who my clients are. Really? Air conditioning yeah. companies. Yeah. I mean, you could have got me a good deal on a unit, man. No, no. <laughs> no. Could have sent me a whole free unit to test for the next 15 uh, years. Yeah. Exactly. Do a tester unit. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Something nice and uh, nice and quiet. 
but with mm-hmm. cooling power, man, got to get the cooling power. I was glad yeah. to have the, the portable unit for last Friday night. Uh, Blue douche is confused on what day it is. He thinks it's Friday now. I mean, it is. <laughs> well, your week. Hey, did you enjoy your week, everybody? That's right. I turned the air for the weekend. Right. I turned the air up as hot. You well, you're not working tomorrow. Are you? No, I'm not either. No, the wife's off the weekend. Yeah, it's the weekend. Yeah. A lot of celebrating going on. A lot of celebrities. I jacked the uh, thing up like, okay, well, let's blow this thing down. I just mm-hmm. turned the air on as high as, you know, it would run until the guy came out to pull everything off. And when he turned everything off at like 1030 in the morning mm-hmm. or so, mm-hmm. it was 66 degrees. And by uh, that night on the main level, it was 77, which means in the bedroom, it would, if we didn't have the portable unit up there, mm-hmm. that would have been a good, like 85 degrees. So do you like your portable unit? Does I think it, work? it works fairly well. Yes. Which brand did you end up going with? It is an LG, I believe. Okay. LG makes good products. I always like their stuff. And the one thing I did notice, which I was like, well, maybe I should have brought the, uh, dehumidifier up as well i mean it cools mm. but the we, and we were also going through of course with all the rain and everything very humid yeah 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 but even though it was cooling down to like 68 degrees the humidity level was still in the 70s mm. which mm-hmm. is like you know that's uh it, it feels a lot warmer when the when the humidity level is up to that but overall i would say mm-hmm. it does a nice job as uh I've got, and I'm just like, I left it in the window. I mean, it's the, uh, the portable units are the hoses in the window, yeah. not the whole unit. But when days like today and tomorrow, and the next day where it's in the nineties, it's like, there's no reason not to run that upstairs just to keep the mm-hmm. upper level cool. Because then we have a multi, you know, it's a split level. So there's technically between the basement, there's technically four different level changes in the house. Mm-hmm. And the lower ones, like where I am now, stay nice and cool, but upstairs gets really hot. So you need something to kind of supplement. Hmm. Same way in my parents' house, it's a, they don't have a basement, but it's the same thing. It's very cold in the lower level, gets very warm upstairs. It's like it's a simple solution if you're willing to pay, you know, 500 bucks or whatever one of these air conditioners run. Vent hmm. it out the window, and that way you get some cool air right wherever you want it. I'd have one in the office here if it wasn't for the fact that it would make so much noise. It would make doing anything Is else it loud. They can be. Yeah. Hmm. When running on full, uh, cause you figure it's the compressor, everything and the compressor and fan in one unit. I'm guessing they're going to continue getting quieter and quieter as the technology maybe improves on the smaller yeah. ones, but it would not be something that I would want to do a podcast while it was going on in the room, you know, mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. feet away. But otherwise, I thought of it. Put a hole right in the wall here and just vent it right out into the garage. Is that true? I mean, like the wall that I can reach from where I'm broadcasting on the Mm -hmm. other side of it's our garage. I'm like, well, I could just throw the heat into there. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of the Asian and European air conditioners, I'm sure you've seen them where you have like the the vent. Yeah, the long elongated thing up towards the ceiling. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the rest of the units outside, um, I think those are pretty quiet. And I think that's more, 
I don't know if I would say efficient overall, but I would think by being able to adjust every room to be whatever temperature you want rather than one unit that's trying to cool the whole house down. Yeah. To me, that makes a lot more sense. Now, granted, there's a lot more places for it to fail. Yeah, exactly. But having a unit in every room. Yeah, I think it's a little cheaper doing that way because you're avoiding putting in central. Well, the duct work. Yeah, there's no ducts anywhere. If you don't have the ducts already. Yeah. Yeah. Which we do for the heating. But with the heating, it makes a lot more sense because the heat rises. So, uh-huh. so that's why in the winter, it's not like, wow, it's freezing upstairs. No, then it's the, you know, you don't have the problem. The, the ducting is basically made for the heat. And then you add the AC to it. And it's like, well, that's not as efficient for doing that. I think it's actually, well, it depends on how your house is built. I think it's actually better for AC here than for heating. Interesting. All, all the, the ducts are in the ceiling. Ah, see, that's not what we've got. So but that would make jack shit for heat. Yeah. That makes sense because you're coming in, uh, you're coming in high then. Mm-hmm. Where the so duct the cool in the, air that's been dropping down to the floor from the height. Yes, and, and it's the rarity the in, the, in the office where I might have a vent on the ceiling, but every other room the vents are at the mm-hmm. floor level. Yeah. Yep. You live in. So learn. I thought if I was going to build another house, you I will. Would, nah, me. Um, I. I would want to put in um floor heating oh you have so under to, man. under floor heating, right I should say. right so it's got the coils underneath the tile so, so you can do it underneath just about more. anything now yeah i kind of like tile though tile or marble but i i don't think i'm gonna do marble floors. no because the staining capability of uh and and the expense capability oh but you're rich you're a podcaster oh well yeah i'm a podcaster which means i'm not rich exactly and you sell orange uh, ponchos i mean you have to be a, you have to be a poncho millionaire by now oh yeah poncho nair a poncho nair <laughs> a poncho nair there you go there's a show I'm, I'm basically one step away from being a, a mexican street vendor well with some of those guys make a lot of good money mm-hmm. selling ponchos well no more probably likely tacos and street food but uh Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be a poncho there. If I you think, just, what am I in the mood for for lunch here on this Friday evening? Lunch on an evening? Wouldn't that be dinner? Oh, right now. I've got some That's leftover pizza from yesterday. Did oh, the, nice. uh, I mean, the race was on, was enjoying it. Ordered a uh, double feta. You know what I haven't had forever is a hot dog. Black olives. Oh, good Chicago dogs. Always delightful. I kind of like the, uh, the New York kosher's. Now you're one of those, huh? Mm-hmm. I was thinking yesterday, I'm like, what should I try a deep dish? I haven't had a deep dish in such a long time. And I'm like, nah. Oh, you should try a deep dish. We'll grab one maybe next time. We'll get a deep dish. Mm-hmm. And uh, which ones do you like? The Pizzeria Uno? The uh, Beggar's Pizza is the, the latest version of uh, the main, let's just say mainstream pizzas. Mm-hmm. You know, they have come along over the past decade or so and to the point to where they even took over, you know, at the ballparks and that is the official Mm. pizzas. And I was intrigued by that whole thing as well. We may have talked about that at some point. We did. Yeah. Because it's like, I didn't realize that the people that own it are like, oh, 
you know, the Chicago White Sox go, well, if you give us 100000 a year, you can be the official pizza and provide right. all the pizza at cost. So it's like, oh, wow. So you're literally just doing that to spread the word. For you're marketing. Not, yeah. yeah. You're not making money on having your Did pizza you ever, there. Have you ever tried my pie? I don't think so. And that sounded very dirty. Uh, my pie was a deep dish pizzeria. Started in uh, Chicago or a little outside of Chicago, like on the west side, and then spread through Wisconsin and into Minnesota. And it's MY pie. That's just the. Uh, it's the, the symbol pie. Ah, well, it's that's my pie with the pie symbol. That's a lot harder to find. Yeah, because it's not using the Latin alphabet. You're like, what the hell are you doing? You need a Greek alphabet for that. Yeah, but it's good stuff. I mean, I've never heard of that. Well, I don't know. I think there might be a couple of them left, but there used to be a whole bunch of them back in the 80s. Just like and when I really used to like be Fuddruckers, man. Remember Fuddruckers, baby? We still have Fuddruckers here, Dude. I think. Don't we? You, I, I think Texas may be one of their last bastions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's unfortunate, man, because I thought well, remember, was a good it, burger. Eventually, as our historical movies tell us, like Idiocracy, it eventually gets renamed through to uh, uh oh shit what is it rock fuckers or something like that <laughs> right it, it slowly changes its name yeah we still have uh they're still open here and they still have one in uh Ch- there is one pie my pie still left in chicago oh there is wow one it yeah appears. they used to have them all over uh illinois wisconsin minnesota the mid it's like midwestern deep dish for um, us, it's uh, the beggars. I mean, we have Aurelio's, which I know is all over the place now. Uh, but for deep dish, it would probably be uh, Giordano's. Or, I mean, I know everybody loves it. I've tried it. I don't. Lou Malnati's, although it's the big one. Everybody's like, oh, you got to go to Lou Malnati's. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I don't like yeah. it. Don't like it, huh? But then again, it's all the people I saw, all the NASCAR people like going to Portillo's for a beef sandwich. And it's like, there's so much better places. It was hmm. one of the best. But then the guy who started it at just a little stand that grew it into the massive thing that it is now, he sold it. So hmm. it's not as good as it used to be. So there's a documentary about Fud Rockers you may want to watch if you have fond memories. I saw one on uh, YouTube that was like 15 minutes or so, but uh, yeah, maybe that's the same one I'm thinking of, but it's, um, it had a bit of a, a, uh, a toward history. Yes. Um, and lots of people meddling with it, with the concept. Well, yeah, for a uh, while there, it was owned by some buffet company and yeah. it was like half buffet yeah. and half, uh-huh. uh, I was like, damn, but I was happy to see that some dude bought it. And I was trying to re-resurrect it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, uh, yeah, and we used to have the buffets here as well, but I think they shut down as well. Um, But I, my memories of, from the 80s were of the flagship stores, like, you know, Fuddruckers that seats 150, 200 people. Right. Has their own butcher shop. Right. So as you're walking in, you see the butcher's cutting the meat oh they're grounding the meat right in front of you man yep and then uh a separate um you know milkshake area where they make all those and sell the pies and and then they had the toppings bar i used to love the toppings bar was always the 
awesome. Like that was. And they had the cheap nacho cheese that there was probably no cheese in, but so delicious. The plastic cheese. Yeah, Yeah, the plastic cheese and jalapenos just loading it over the burger, man. Mm -hmm. That was my idea of a good time. And I I love the um, uh, the relish. I used to just pile because I don't know why people don't do this here. I've always done it at Fuddruckers. And uh, what I mean by people don't do it is anywhere else. I've not run across this is uh, to use relish on top of a burger uh, very generously, kind of like you would with an avocado. So you have like a, a burger with, you know, nice, like half pound patty. And then you've got cheese on top of that. And then I put like a, a quarter inch of relish on top of that. That's the entire width of the burger patty. You got it. It is so good. I think it's a lot better than just putting a couple of slices of pickle. Oh yeah. And I love pickle. I mean, that's uh when I get a white castle, when you go to white Castle, which I haven't been like a year, I think, or over at this point. Now those, I don't think we have those. Let me look. I like to go for extra pickle. And if they do it right, that just, elevates those little things mm-hmm. okay they're, now they're isoing the i love pickle line i can see why this is gonna well, be everybody knows you love pickle. i know this is gonna be mm-hmm. this is all i'm gonna hear on hog story now is i like pickle i love pickle i love pickle mm-hmm. so uh yeah we don't have them in texas maybe there's a, a reason for it maybe you're just not ready for it i think they're a northern thing I believe so. Yeah, Midwest. They they came from the Midwest. I mean, they're the little burgers that just melt in your mouth. Uh, we can like I can buy them anywhere in the frozen section. Yes, not, and they're not uh, the same. So there was a recipe that somebody did that I watched. I think it was, um, but 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 Epicurious, I think did it where they recreated an authentic White Castle uh, using the original recipes. And it looked very good. Obviously, I don't know what it tasted like, but it looked very authentic. Well, the original ones were way more burger-like, where they have kind of morphed now into something completely different. I mean, they used to look like a regular thick patty, normal kind of burger, just smaller. But they were never thick, though. Come on. The original ones looked like they were. I mean, because when they did Mm. the original one and they had a thing, this was the last time I had it. It was like a year or so ago. Yeah. where they had the original ones back the patty mm-hmm. was probably four times thicker than what the patty is now so it was more of like a you were getting more meat where now you're getting less meat it is yeah. almost like paper thin yeah 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 no they used to be about the same as like a uh, mcdonald's cheeseburger not a big mac but like the mcdonald's if you got a 69 cent cheeseburger right that would be the same patty as you would have in the White Castle. The the thing that always made their patties different is they had those holes in them. Yes, to get the, str- the steam grilling right yeah, through them. Because because that's what they were doing. They were doing steam grilling. So, uh, and then I love the onions on there. And I don't know how you can have a White Castle without onions. Oh, you have to. I mean, without the yeah. onions, they're just flavorless. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I liked uh, them with extra pickled ketchup, and mustard, and extra pickle. Oh, I'm telling you, that was it. And they just mm-hmm. melt. You don't even have to chew. They just melt into yeah. your mouth. Well, and they are. I mean, most the bun is mostly air. Yes. Let's face it. <laughs> so if you take one of those, you put it between your hands and you squeeze very lightly. 
like don't even put too much pressure on there. The whole thing turns into about a quarter inch thick. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Because it is mostly you're buying mostly air, but also, which is why when you order it, do you, do you want four or eight or sixteen? Exactly. You it's want a, not a question. It was like, oh, I'd like one burger, please. <laughs> no, nobody wants one. I cannot remember how much they used to be, but something tells me they were under 50 cents a piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I'm know sure what they're they like now. five bucks a piece now. Well, that used to be it. It was like eight of them was about regular for uh, eight and some fries. Yeah. That was me in yeah, high yeah. school. Eight mm-hmm. would uh, there was a white for a when, Jolly uh, Green Giant. Right. Mm-hmm. Or the, right. For the Jolly Green Giant. I used to eat like all the worst stuff at all the worst time. Mm-hmm. My uh, girlfriend at the time, now wife. Mm-hmm. lived uh, about 20 minutes from where i had, was living and on the way home after you dropping her just off enough time to there, pick up some food there was a well because white castle never closed nor did el famous burrito so depending mm-hmm. what i wanted you could get a football sized burrito or the white castles and uh, mm-hmm. made plenty of use for those uh yeah i bet it was it was always funny though when I would get the White Castles because my parents would you know I'd be getting home at midnight well that would wake them up so I just had had to bring extra ones like oh you got White Castles mm-hmm. I mean White Castle smell will take even the deepest sleeper right out of a sleep like oh there's white <laughs> there's sliders well it's uh, yeah it's a very oniony smell and it's like I need some of that For I sure. need me a little but yeah, uh, we used to eat, we used to eat so unhealthy man I well yeah surprising we're still alive especially with you with the well, cocaine not for much longer probably yeah. probably yeah so and you, the cocaine exactly enjoy. well you oh man are. the pounds and pounds of coke holy shit yeah well i mean that would wor- help you work off the pounds and pounds of meat and burger i'm and, telling you i've been gaining weight steadily because because you know i'm not doing coke if you would just do more coke you could be a model thin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we are a value for value show that's true as i said we are Hence pretty no much value. doing this show for Dale, one guy from mm-hmm. uh, the great land of Aussie land. That's right. Who comes in again with 10348. Nice. And he says, comrades. See, he knows the system. Uh huh. Image search, Rexy car and EVO car. They're common mm-hmm. nicknames worldwide. Picked it up in five minutes. You've been had, Sir Gene. Well, that's probably true. What what's the, what's EVO car? What's he talking about? You were saying you didn't know what Rexy car or something was. He's like, just look it up. R E X Y car or EVO car. He said they're common nicknames worldwide. Rexy car? Yeah. I had never heard of it, to be fair. There's this thing. R E X Y car. Yeah. And yeah, EVO car. Search, and it shows me a cartoon dinosaur. Says so just do some better looking up there. Mm-hmm. He says, Demolition Man is far better than Idiocracy. It stars a young, lycra-clad Sandra Bullock, hubba hubba, with an Apple Google sex scene, Apple goggle sex scene to boot, which a young Sandra Bullock, I will not argue with that. Oh, I, I like the way she looked. I like, I like her was, personality, too. And she was, uh, I lo- well, she was really good in uh, the first, what was it? Speed was the name of that movie, right? They were driving a bus. Mm-hmm. If you get under 55 miles an hour, wrong going to die. She was great in Miss Congeniality. Oh, he, she was. That was hilarious. She was an FBI agent, You know, when agent, I moved right? to Austin, she lived here and she owned a restaurant. And she got out the right after you got there? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> she moved in. Got to go. Mm-hmm. 
he all says, right. At, hold on. Read that again. I there's I'm not getting anything on Rexy. My says, search image is not search Rexy car and EVO car. Do I have to do this too? Yes. Are we learning? Are we learning here, children? Should yes. I do it in Google? Should I do it in Start Page? I like to use startpage.com. I mean, okay, so is he talking about the Mitsubishi Evil Lancer and a uh, Subaru WRX? I'm confused because Rexy is not a thing. That's a dinosaur. Uh, EVO, the only EVO that comes up with cars is the the Mitsubishi Lancer Evo. Uh, it looks like which, a Lamar project it comes up as the rexy there's a few of those that look like a and it's painted green like a t-rex and i think that's but i don't know if that is the race car i mean we'll need we'll need i qualification to clarify better because i don't understand if what this is even relating to what what is he saying i'm wrong about we had talked about it and you're like you didn't know what it was and i'm guessing you still don't know what it is no no i definitely don't so I, I see the Rexy car. It looks like it's a racing Porsche, maybe. Uh, if I, I'm going to have to have you take a screenshot and send it to me because my Google search returns nothing but pictures of dinosaurs and a uh, Subaru WRX. That's all I'm getting for Rexy. Well, you need to do a better search. Maybe your search engine is failing you. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe you need, well, you're still paying for that one, right? Do I need to go and, and VPN to Australia to do the search? It may be. It may be. Enable desktop notifications. No, stop hassling me, Adobe. I mean, this car, it looks like the car that I had, but this is not clearly what he's referring to, I don't think. This uh, is uh, what I get here. under Rexy car. Okay, and here's what I get. Yeah, that looks like a boring car, but it says Rexy. Hey, screw you, man. That was your car, the little Rex? Yeah, the little blue one. Subaru? Mm-hmm. That's what comes up on here, too, at whichcar.com.au. But I digress. Uh, there is more. I'm, besides yeah. the uh, demolition man. Uh, okay. He says, Sir Darren O, proceed with caution into anime. Now, that is good advice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anime is... Uh that is a a uh transitional drug he says block anyone with an anime avatar i would agree with that the anime to trans pipeline is real totally the case yeah because it's there's a lot of dudes that aren't getting laid that watch anime of high school girls and all of a sudden decide that they want to be a high school girl. <laughs> That's how it happens, huh? That's exactly how it happens. He says this is evidenced by the amount of Transformer talk in the troll room. It's full of anime weebs. Oh, I didn't know Dale was in the troll room. He doesn't go by Dale from down under, I don't think. No, what's he go by? I don't know. He's probably undercover. Probably. Mm -hmm. Don't email. Boost your hateful messages to the show. In full knowledge that Sir Gene is refusing your dirty donations. What? It says, uh, don't email, boost your hateful messages to the show in full knowledge that Sir Gene is refusing your dirty donations. You're like anybody under what Dale's given. You're like, you don't want it. 
He's the man. No, he set the I bar. I mean, I don't really see anything. I don't even see anything coming from Dale because Darren never sends me. Anything. Oh, was I supposed to send you part of this? I need to do the uh, accounting. <laughs> I need to do the accounting on that, I guess. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for literally a year. No, I, it was less than a year. I sent you it, one at the end of last year. So it can't be literally uh, a year. Did you, though? Or did yes, you just think yes. that, oh, I should send him something? No, I did. Look at, look at PayPal. You'll see. I, I have looked at PayPal. I don't see anything from you. Like, from in the last year or so well at the end of last year but he says the audio dynamic of unrelenting has always struck me as the chad dynamic and powerful voice darren o mm-hmm. an energetic father podcasting in an effort to connect with his slightly muffled beta prepubescent voice stepson sir gene like damn he needs an ear check <laughs> i love that he said big donations uh-huh. And then just like goes after you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very much appreciated. I'm like, oh, what is so, And I didn't understand. I mean, it's a British thing, I guess. The Chad, that's like the popular kid. I didn't know that that the Chad meant that. But I'm learning. I'm, this is a, yeah, a learning yeah, experience. Yeah. If, if one of us is the Chad, I ain't you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, right there's a good cold opener as well. There's been a few in this uh-huh. here, in this uh-huh. particular episode. Yes. Uh, there's definitely a few to go around and he says happy fourth of july in advance y'all stay unrelenting mofos and he thought we'd be doing the show well, friday but now it's the new part, friday that last part actually made sense but dude you, use more letters or something i mean you just need to be more clear in your communication because don't assume that things that you think are obvious because you're in australia are going to be obvious because we're not in australia could be totally and, confusing for and us. you guys have a lot of idioms you like you have your own ways of saying things and thing thinking of things out there that don't translate to us here in the u.s yeah it's like what do you mean put a shrimp on the barbie i got no idea nobody says that in australia that, that's made <laughs> <No>. up <laughs> and what was It'd that be, for that was all, for some restaurant prawn not a shrimp right was that oh that was for uh the, the steakhouse paul right? hogan Right, Ball Hogan, but it was for doing the ads for the beer for uh, what's that beer? Uh, oh, was it Foster's? Yeah, Foster's. Foster's. Probably. It's Australian, Australian for, for beer. beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just like Heineken is the Australian for beer. Nobody actually drinks in Holland. We appreciate you listening and donating, Dale. And uh, keep on taking shots at Gene. I'll eventually send him his money. Our buddy, sir, truck driver came in with five sixty five. That's monthly. Kevin Seifert with five bucks. That's monthly. Mm-hmm. That's appreciated. Our buddy Pfeiffer. He was sending in a boost to gram of 11,111 Satoshis. Nice. Which out Satoshis, of course, the one and only CSB who sent in 80, 80, 15. That is uh, 8,015 Satoshis. So what is that? A buck? No, that's about two bucks. So if you split it. It's a little over a buck a piece. I mean, Bitcoin's been doing well lately, so it's, it has been doing a little bit better. It's kind of, I think it's stalled. I might need to dump my, 000. I might need to dump my lightning. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm not dumping any of that stuff. Right? I think it's not big enough to do anything with, and it's, uh, it may one day, someday, actually be worth more. And uh, CSB says, "Howdy, crackers, Darren and Gene." Well, that's racially inflammatory. Well, howdy, CSB Polish guy. Howdy, crackers, Darren and Gene. Please invite your audience to use my chat GPT plugin called Podcast Search and to send me feedback about it via Twitter at CSB. 
It is okay, available. The plugin. Did he give him the address for the plugin that we're supposed to pitch? He says it's available in the plugin store for paid subscribers, and it is you just search for podcast search. For that's what the, the name of it is. For what? What's the plugin for? For Chat GPT. It will, oh, 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 okay. So Chat GPT store has the yeah. plugin. Yes. Yo, CSP. It. And it is, okay. it will allow you to search all podcasts using Chat GPT, even though Chat GPT doesn't have them in the in the thing. Correct, because it's learning model goes. So it's actually using the database or something nice. from which is cool. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, and thank you, CSB. And thanks everybody for listening yeah, to yeah, the yeah. show. Supporting the show, unrelenting.show is where you go if you want to help. Oh, the I got a question for on. CSB. Okay. So uh, I I need to get some data Straight. around podcasting data. And uh, I haven't gotten an answer back from Dave from Podcast Index. Do you look at a scrape busy. some data from the Podcast Index? Exactly. So, uh, and I know CSB has been pretty active in there as well. So, uh, I'll, I'll send you a DM and kind of tell you what I'm trying to get at. And if you have any ideas on how to do that, that would be appreciated. Ben Rose in the troll room says, wait, CSB likes G now. Am I the only Darren O co-host? He still hates. Yes. You're the only one CSB still hates. I mean, you're lucky. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, for a while there, I mean, after FCSB kind of made up with me you were all hot and bothered with them no i was i I just set i set boundaries that's all what what were the boundaries you set i'm like stop saying that or i'm just gonna block you and then he's like blocking's bad boundary yeah yeah and then it never happens yeah it all worked out okay good it all worked out and yes there is no planet rage today larry is off getting the hell out of california i'm like take your time man planet rage today I mean, on, that, on Friday, done some other day, usually. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. we mix and match. We should do them together. That's we true. can, we can overlap them. Well, if you had a setup that allowed multiple people to be on the same I do. time, I'm sure oh, I could do. I could last do time I tried to call you, you, you couldn't figure out how to do it. So you had to, well, I just, I used caller ID and I was like, oh, Gene, uh-huh. oh no, not working. So podcast rigged down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going I, I, it's breaking up. The lines break. <laughs> <laughs> It's breaking up, man. I like the I'm going through a tunnel better. It's like, aren't you at home? Crank call, crank podcast, crank podcast, man. <laughs> I don't know who this is. Crank podcast. Hey, I don't know. I'd rather have a hard out than a hard out. No, wait, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs>